What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to Salty Runback. Here to be your weekly intake of North American Developmental League of Legends. It's a yeah, a fun time in the NACL, in the NA sphere. We got one more week of the LCS Challengers League regular season. The qualifiers just wrapped up their first tournament. Congratulations to Team Ambition for taking the dub over Winthrop in a crazy five-game series. That's a little bit later on for the show, but we got a, we got a lot to talk about here. A lot to bring things back, so uh, let's get to it. My name is Graves. I'm joined alongside Hawk. Hawk, just came back from vacation. How was that? You know... Graves, I had a great time. I got to go to Germany. I've always wanted to go to Germany, and it was really nice. But, you know, I'm glad to be back. I've got a lot of League of Legends to catch up on still. It's Thursday night, and I've, I've still got quite a few games to watch. But, you know, I'm, yeah, it was good. It was a great vacation, and I'm happy to be back, so. Yeah, we the, the last podcast got a lot of love. Shout out to uh, Disguise yeah. Toast. Watch it on the yeah. stream. You know, if you're if you're a new Toast fan here, welcome. Uh, we'll be talking about DSG a little bit later on, but... I guess we can uh, jump into these headlines here, Hawk, because uh, we got got some good things to discuss as we are getting ready for uh, the regular season to to finish up in the NACL. Uh, and speaking of some other, you know, talent in from the NACL actually making their way onto the LCS stage, we saw APA get a week in the LCS and uh, still playing with the team right now. Spyrex also got a game, and of course, it wouldn't be talking about NACL midlaners and LCS, we weren't talking about Insanity right now as well for TSM. Uh, of course, Dignitas, not an NACL team anymore. Uh, what are your thoughts on all, all these NACL players doing, doing pretty good? Dude, I have so many thoughts about this because this is such an interesting topic to me because, I mean, you know, you've been tweeting Insanity's headshot the entire split long. You know, you're you're a big fan. Like, Insanity just dropped a fucking nuke on Kaisa. I think it was Kaisa for TSM uh, just this night. Uh, against APA, TSM against uh, TL. And, you know, I feel like these NA mids are, have been so exciting to watch for so many reasons. This, the the Spyrex situation, I, and maybe we can get into this a little bit, has been a little odd, I think it's fair to say. So may, that's a bit of an asterisk there. But at least Insanity and APA coming in, both these players have been so exciting. Uh, Ziggs for APA, you know, he's been playing. He's been playing a signature champ doing really well. And... I'm just happy to see that at least from the out uh, or well, from the inside, I guess, looking out a little bit, um, fans have really been interested in watching these players play and whether or not they're casual fans or whether or not they're diehard fans. I think that's really important because, um, you know, I've been seeing like the Reddit threads and everything and people have been excited about APA and people have been excited about insanity and they've been shitting on the import mids a lot. And I'm not saying you should shit on the import mids, but it's been just it's been very cool to see that our native mids have been have been built up by the community i yeah i it's been a really fun ride to to watch as we've kind of gone through the 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 season and throughout these couple of weeks uh if we can talk about the spyrex stuff a little bit if you want right now i mean he it's, came it's in for just, one game it's a weird it's a weird situation all things there was a yeah. there was a video with papa smithy and nick fan and they discussed how they were going to be subbing spyrex in and then after one game in which they lost, and I don't think Spyrex looked too bad, they ended up taking him out and saying, oh, Vikla's going to come back. And now Vikla wins. And now, you know, people for, are going to forget that, you know, this all was made. And, and I hope it doesn't do anything negative towards Spyrex's reputation because I think he played well. And, and you know, I don't think he was necessarily the, the piece on FlyQuest Challengers that was most ready for promotion, uh, even though maybe that was the position 
on the LCS team that was in most need of having somebody, some fresh blood come in. So yeah. I hope that doesn't, you know, hurt his chances moving forward because he's a really good piece to uh, build around for a team. It's just weird to me because I feel like, I mean, to be honestly entirely blunt, I feel like FlyQuest was trying to cash in on the hype that Insanity and APA had built up around NA mids in the sense of they announced Spyrax as he's coming in, he might save the LCS team, that kind of thing. They're trying to cash in on the hype. When maybe the plan was to have only Spyrex play one game, as they claimed in their bench, uh, you know, benching uh, tweet or whatever, but it just felt like they were intentionally being vague about Spyrex coming in to then bench Spyrex and say, "Hey, it was the plan all along, and Vicla was always going to play." And you know what? Credit to Vicla, dropped also a nuke uh, today, played really well. So you know, they're like you know, good, good for him and playing really well, but it, it was just really odd. I think at the way things transpired, I I'm with you. I hope for me, the biggest thing is that it doesn't hurt Spyrax. Like I hope Spyrax was able to come in one game, play okay on a team that was clearly not performing well. And it's, you know, that that's all it'll, it'll be. Um, and I hope also to GMs and coaches in the scene that the success of the NA mids over the past month or two, is at least an indication of like, hey, there's talent in North America, and I'm someone that's so strongly a believer in there's talent in North America, and not only that, you will always be more successful believing in NA talent and and promoting that than you ever will be going three and three in groups with, you know, imported talent. So that's you know, that's that's the take right there. So Yeah, the the biggest takeaway for me is that hey, these guys that we've been watching for so long and have been excited about for so long, actually, you know, they can kind of do it. It, They might actually be pretty good. Like shit, you know, two years of NA mid scrimming against each other in academy, maybe they made each other better. Like it's crazy, you know, crazy to think. It's been exciting, and uh, it was a really cool capstone today, actually, and maybe on a sentimental note a little bit to uh, watch. You know, on the LCS, I haven't watched too much LCS, to be fair. They're, they're, to be completely blunt, there hasn't been a lot of time for me to, to keep up with everything. With you, the you've been, on the you've been a pretty busy. I, I'll be on, you know, me either. So we, we, we've both been <laughs> but, busy, but we're trying our best. Yeah. But what was really cool was tuning into LCS today. And or we're recording this on Thursday night and seeing, um, you know, on the LCS stage, Insanity versus APA. With Mazel on the caster desk, casting a banger game, like a 40-minute like come from behind victory, and then once again, insanity kind of getting the better of APA as it was in Academy or in NECL last year. I mean, what a what a cool moment was that? I mean, it, that was that was awesome. I and and I want to echo the sentiment that I had, where at least reading the Reddit thread, every single comment in the post match thread was either about APA or about insanity, and I think there's value in that where. You know, who the fuck cares? Like, how? Like, like there, there, there were comments about this, and I believe this. Who the fuck cares how the teams played? They played their hearts out. They played NA goddamn League of Legends. You know, like, and I think like that matters so much. And so, I don't know. I, 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 I'm with you. I shout out Mazel for for delivering a great show, and shout out all the players as well for, I mean, playing their hearts out. I think they've proved that they belong at this level, but at the same time. They've proved that ca- people care when they're playing at this level. Last thing I do want to say before we uh, move on is that hopefully, you know, people don't, uh, or owners and GMs, like, you know, they, they use this as an opportunity to, you know, trust in NA a little bit, but also to do it so in, like, a responsible fashion. Yes. You know, um, not just, you know, grabbing 
players because they're cheaper and kind of putting them in, in unfortunate situations like Insanity. All, as much as we're praising Insanity, like was kind of really not put in a good situation at all. And hopefully that's not the norm that ends up coming through. And, and you know, hope and we can continue to build up NA and build up the players that we're you know covering here in this league. And so. Yeah. Genuinely a, invest in North American talent, please. That that yeah. that's the request. Unlike TSM, but <laughs> that's a subject for another day. Um, you know, uh, TL and uh, you know, FlyQuest both import, uh, promoted their mid laners to uh, the LCS. Another team that was not, uh, you know, another one of those LCS affiliated teams that's still in the league. Evil Geniuses Challengers. They were kind of the stars of the show in the NACL this week. They yes, went they were. five and one. After, by the way, Hawk and I both pronounced them dead and said we would not be investing in them and not buying the copium. They go around and two o FlyQuest. They also two o, um, you know, Supernova, and they go one one with Taco. But all of a sudden, Evil Genius's challengers is tied for six with AOE, who, by the way, are also playing really well. One game behind Cincinnati Fear for fifth place in the league. Hawk, have we finally unlocked the Evil Geniuses challengers that we have started to, you know, that we've doubted for the past six months? Grapes, don't bring up the stocks with me. I'm not having a good time right now. Look, conventional You have not had a great time with the stocks, Conventional I will say. economics would say <laughs> buy low, sell high. I bought high and hoped they would go higher. You know, it's for content. And unfortunately, uh, content has proven to follow the traditional laws of economics. I think so, <laughs> just just to update everyone again, Hawk had invested in Taco, TL, which is a good choice. Yeah, and, uh, like Maryville. that one looks good. That that one, and, yeah, yeah, and, and Maryville. And Taco has you know stayed in the basement. And we'll talk about Maryville a little bit later. You also said something about Komodo, and they've changed their entire oh, roster. Oh, so. no. Don't, <laughs> so, that might be the worst investment that I made was was with Komodo. It might be a back-to-back -back win for me here in the uh, in these Look, you, you can't blame me. I'm inting for content. That's what I'm going to claim. <laughs> Even though, which th this is really outing myself here, I invested before Grapes this split, which meant that Grapes... I got the was leftovers. able to pick based on what I did not pick. So that's not, yeah, not a good look. But, you know, like, you know, I got to be the hot take guy of the show, show right? No. Um, it, it, genuinely, though, e EG has looked very good for the last week. Is this a Street Evil Geniuses Challengers? It's hard. It, it, it feels weird. It's actually really hard for me to say because... EG, as you'll remember, also went 5-1 and one in the first week of the split. And I am so hesitant to say that this is the True Evil Geniuses Challengers because I don't know what the True Evil Geniuses Challengers is. Like, to me, the True EGC, uh, over the course of this year, honestly, I'm inclined to believe that they're like this 3-3 three and three machine. And so, based on expectations, I would want to see them go this way every week. I do think they look great in their wins this week, but... I don't know if I can believe in this team, Grapes. I don't know, man. Like, they've, they've, they've let me down. I will say, that 2-0 that they had against FlyQuest, I was, um, you know, covering that series. Um, and it was pretty impressive, to say the least. Like, yeah. FlyQuest, they were playing like FlyQuest. They had really good moments. EG was down, like, three three or 4,000 gold in Game 2, and then they ended up actually just coming all the way back and made it look like they were in control the entire time. And Game 1, they had, like, a, a cool 1-3-1 one, one comp where uh, it was, like, a Kennen-LeBlanc game, I think, and they just actually played it really, really well. I remember Cubby said, um, like, in our break, that's the best 1-3-1 one, one I've seen any team play in our league 
all year. And this is Evil Genius' challengers, right? And getting to talk to Ryoma after the after the game, he was saying how he felt like this team finally, with Surdy coming in, actually, you know, feels a little bit different and feels like they're actually able to uh, operate in different play styles and, and work together as a team. And not you know not bashing Soul or anything, but sometimes you do need that you know little little change up if things aren't going yeah, well. He you, mentioned you just how change of pace. he mentioned how he felt like he was playing worse because the team was losing and they kind of forgot how to win for a while. And so having this little change actually helped them out a lot. And so I hope that this is the same for EG because with the players that they have on their team, I mean, King has played really well all split. I think Ryoma actually came alive and played well this week specifically and smoothie as well. And, um, and now Sturdy coming in. Well, well, well maybe hopefully help this team out a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, Dare I say, I want to be able to buy Copium for this team. I'm not sure if I can believe in them yet, but I, I, I do. I think this team is, it seems like they're trying to turn over a new leaf. And I think there's a lot of value in that because this is a team that we expect to contend for the top. And I know last week or uh, two weeks ago when we did the sell street bets, we were worried this team wouldn't even make playoffs. And that feels like it, it, it's a far cry. And I think that, is the most important thing is as long as this team makes playoffs, they might be able to make waves. The interesting thing, I, I so their their playoff spot is is pretty much locked. Well, I, I don't know like pretty much locked, but like the way that they're playing is is looking pretty good. Their next three games, their last three games of the regular season, um, they play. Let me take a look. They play wild card, disguised, and TL. So Ooh. that is going to be the real test. They two have fly quest, and so that. In theory, should help them, you know, continue. I think yeah. if they take a few wins this week, they stay around sixth or seventh place because it's going to be hard to jump fear when you have a schedule like that. Um, I would be, I would be unsurprised if they would pull off a crazy upset in the first round of playoffs. That's my yeah. take. I, I, I think they have the ability to, um, because I mean we've been saying it all year. EGC is a team that. When you look at the individual skill level on the team, they should be able to contend with anybody. So I think I yeah. think I feel like we're still expecting that. And and apart from TL, who are pretty far ahead, it's just DSG, FlyQuest, and Wildcard are all tied at eighteen and twelve. So um, regardless of which one of them you get, only like a four game difference between EG right now. Like yeah, you know, it, it could happen. And so I'm excited to continue to, to watch that. Yeah. Um, our next topic is about a team that's not been performing as well as Hawk you were alluding to, uh, Maryville University, team that you invested in after they went 5-1 uh, and one in Week 3 and sat at 5th place in the standings. Well, since then, they have not done as well. In the second round, Robin, Maryville is 2-10, and 10, including a 0-6 week in Week number 5. Has not been good for our collegiate heroes here, Hawk. Uh, and they now sit only one game ahead of Taco and Supernova for that final playoff spot. Do you think do you think they can keep it? And if so, I mean, what needs to change about this team? Because something needs to change very fast. All right, hey, I'm talking to everyone very directly right now. Basic economics says buy low, sell high. Basic basic economics is right. You should buy low and sell high because I fucked up. Look, okay. I think this team, I think Maryville is still very good. I think they're a team that is capable of contending with the best because Maryville is still a team that even in their struggles has shown me that when they're able to execute on their game plan, they succeed, right? Like they, when Maryville is able to make a Maryville game, they win. The problem is 
they're really struggling to make Maryville games, right? And yeah. and I think the biggest problem is Team Fish Taco, a team that I also invested in that I think is pretty damn good at League of Legends as well. Um, and so staying, excuse me, we're recording this at one thirty in the morning, so you got to cut me a little slack. Um, <laughs> staying out of that, uh, that that bottom two is going to be difficult when TFT is, I think, also playing some pretty good League of Legends. The biggest thing for Maryville is I feel like this team, they go in with a game plan, and either they make it work, or they don't, and then they lose in spectacular fashion. And I, and I just want to see this team be able to find some sort of mid ground grapes. I don't know if you agree with that, but that that's just sort of where I'm at. Like, in in NACL qualifiers, for example, I feel like they're able to get away with the games in which they didn't hard win the early game. But this time around, it feels like if the game plan doesn't work they feel a little lost. Yeah, I think player gap always is going to be an important thing to talk about here. This is the first time a collegiate program, first time that Maryville is competing at the NACL stage. And even when you think back to last year and the way that we were talking about how this team operated um, and what our expectations of, were, of them were throughout PGCQ, it was, you know, always Maryville's going to start off hot. They're going to start the season off hot. Um, and then, you know, maybe slow down a little bit towards the end. And we've all, we saw that seed split after split after split. And once again, we're kind of seeing something similar. I, th I think we're going to discount that first week they, of the regular sort of season. They like a weird, like, you know, bell curve Yeah, so I mean, the far. first week yeah. of the regular season, like, they didn't scrim at all. They were playing on a very new patch because they were practicing really hard for C-Lol. But it is hard to, for it is easy for to, to forget that this team actually has been around as five, the longest out of any of the teams that were playing in the NACL or, or you know, almost as long as like you know teams like FlyQuest and you know and things like that so um you know they they might have had that synergy throughout the first couple of weeks but now teams have figured them out and the strategy is always the same it's you know help you know get Niles ahead if Niles is unable to get ahead then Niles TP's bot and tries to make a play there if that doesn't work then Auto Orange will go around running around and with get back and, and trying to win fights and I think that a lot of the players individually have been playing fine uh but you know, compared to the rest of the, the pack, maybe are in need of a little bit of a boost or a little bit more of like a like a full strategy to come in uh, and help them out. Yeah, it, it's really hard to say with this team just because it feels like it's like I said, when Maryville is a Maryville game, they do extremely well, but they're they're not able to skill check their opponents in hard games. And I do think that is a bit of a wake up call as easy as to say. Um, when you're not able to skill check your opponents and you're so used to be able to do it, to do that. And it's just tough because I think honestly, Graves, I think the competition in the NACL is a bit stiffer than we thought it would be this split. Not to say that we didn't think there'd be good teams, but I think we did expect teams like Supernova and Team Fish Taco to be that definitive ninth, 10th. And even though they are there right now, I think it's fair to say it's not been definitive. So the two teams that obviously Maryville are going to be fighting for are Supernova and Taco, as you said. Uh, the last matchup that Maryville plays is against Team Fish Taco, so that could be very important towards seeding and towards playoffs. Um, but you look at the schedules for the rest of them, uh, Maryville have FlyQuest and Fear, which is you know probably not the best schedule, but you know decent enough. Taco are playing TL and FlyQuest and then ending up with Maryville. And then Supernova have disguised um, AoE, who has also been hot, and FlyQuest. So um, all three of these teams have like pretty tough schedules. Yeah. kind of ends up happening when 
half the league is pretty good. Um, but it, it does, you know, bode well for Maryville, in which it might be a little bit harder for, for these other teams to pick up some wins. And so um, I think it will probably come down to this Maryville taco match unless um, Supernova also, like, find another gear because those kind of yeah. are, my, are my bubble teams right now. I, I, I feel like, to, to give my closing thought on this topic, I feel like Supernova, unfortunately, is probably the team I would leave out. And I think it's up to Maryville to defend their spot in the sense where I believe that they are the team that will find it. So they need to be able to defend it against Team Fish Taco that would look to knock them out. Yeah, we'll be following that. And we'll have uh, probably another headline about the playoff race next week once uh, everything is finished up. Maryville is looking to avoid going to the promotion relegation tournament where they would be playing at this point against Team Ambition, who shocked the world this weekend, taking down Mirage Alliance in 2-1 to one fashion in the semifinals and then beating Winthrop University three games to two in a best of five. If you are a fan of League of Legends, I again highly recommend you watch back that entire weekend. It was so incredible. The we finally, you know, I feel like this, the the quals were pretty resident sleeper for the first few weeks, and we got to the top four teams. They wanted out, but of course the you know TA was seated third. Maybe not as many expectations for them, and the OQ seedings just came out, and they were seated number one. However, it was not unanimous. If I'm gonna, if I am correct, I'm gonna go double check real quick. No, um, you're 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 right. There's two people that voted Mirage Alliance so, of them. So. You know, um, is an interesting topic of conversation. But first of all, if you want to, if you have anything you want to say about the quals and about the, the 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 matches that happened, feel free. But RTA really the best team? Are they the deserving number one seed? I think this is an interesting question, by the way, because first of all, I'm in the process of rewatching that week as well. I, I've watched a couple of the games. I, I've watched a bit of semifinals. I've not gotten all the way through semifinals as well as the finals. Do my best to keep up with everything that I can, but. With that being said, I do know that Team Ambition has won in banger fashion going five games against Winthrop, winning on the back door against Mirage Alliance. And I think this is a twofold question because I think there's is TA the best team really, which is what we've written here. And I also think is TA deserving of the number one seed? I think that's a, a bit of a separate question because Grapes obviously were both on the selection committee. To give the really short answer to the second question, because I think that's the easy one, at least for both of us, I think, yes, Team Ambition does deserve the first seed. Um, not the second seed. I think they deserve the first seed because they were able to to do it. They were able to take down Mirage Alliance. They were able to take down Winthrop. And whether or not you value the variance of a best-of series or, or the name value of players, I think the fact that they were able to win when it mattered most, whether or not they're their best team, means that they are the one seed with that being said are they the best team i am gonna give actually a big fat i don't know i don't really believe that this is definitively the best team but they were the ones that showed up in the last qualifier and were able to win it and i think that this is an amazing team i think their bot lane is incredible uh levitate and so two are fantastic their entire team limo really stepping up kachu the entire team. Absolutely incredible. Do I think that they're be they're the best? I don't feel confident enough to say that going into this next qualifier just based on how competitive I believe this top four is, Grapes. I think the the team that 
would maybe you would argue, oh, they're better than Team Ambition at this point, is probably it's, it's Mirage, Mirage Alliance. Yeah. Their series went two to one, but the game that Mirage Alliance won again. If you didn't watch it, you have to you have to go fucking watch it. Mirage Alliance was up like five thousand gold, pushing into the base, and then Levitate and Snow decide we're not gonna go defend. We're gonna end the game ourselves. And guess what? They did. They just they found a pick. They had a four v five, and they just they just ran it down mid and ended the game. It was it was wild. Um, but you know, with that level of variance. You know, like, is that a game that Team Ambition should have won? I mean, they won it, so yes, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's hard to say. And Mirage Alliance, I think, bar for bar, you could argue they have stronger players at the moment. But the biggest thing for them right now is, you know, their, their flaw is inconsistency. You know, they, they will lose games. They'll drop games more than yeah. any of the other top teams. They and, and, and to interject as well, dare I say that Mirage Alliance... On paper, if you want to talk about the name value of players, should have just 2-0 Team Ambition. I don't know if that's a hot take, but that's where I was at coming into the split grapes. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, based off of name brand alone, potentially. However, I do think that these players have built better brands for themselves in yeah. TA from no, going through true. this weekend. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Lima and Snow 2, I think, have solidified themselves. That's probably the best bot lane in the league at this point. I think Neo is is great, of course, but um, uh, they didn't. Uh, Dardoch had, didn't have the greatest series, I have to say, on support. He was playing a lot of different champions than we were used to seeing on him, like the Lulu. He was, you know, more of a engager this series, and it didn't work as well. Uh, Levitate and Snow two have worked really well together throughout the entire split, throughout the entire tournament. I think they are uh, probably the the favorite. They're probably the best bot lane, and yeah. Um, I guess they're the best. I guess they are the best team. I I can't throw arguments really any See, other way. See, that's the whole thing. Is it's like it feels like they're the best team. It's just at least where I come at it from is like it's hard to say that they are the best team, but it's also very difficult to say that they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they're better than Lit. I think they're better than probably better than Winthrop at this point. Although that series was very close. Um, and then the question is like. If Mirage Alliance is all playing well, then they're probably maybe not as good. But that's the thing. They're not playing to the expectations that we had for them. So that maybe doesn't make them as good. So that that is where we're at. I would have them the favorites moving forward just because of what we've seen from them. I want to shout out Porsche just before yeah. we move on. That guy, the GOAT, wins Seelol, comes in halfway through this tournament, wins this too. Um, he was such an important part of this entire weekend for TA. And without him... Yeah, maybe things ended up different. Yeah, we hey, we said Porsche would be an upgrade. We weren't sure how big it would be. Porsche stepped up. Hey, Porsche, if you want to do another winners interview, I know I talked to you at the end of CLO. We should uh, <laughs> we should chat again. No, but but for real, yeah. Um, I think whether or not TA is like truly the best team, I think there's no doubt that they deserve to be where they are. And I think at the very least, if you are someone that's been watching watching the show and grapes, I think both you and I, it's fair to say we we doubted Team Ambition over the course of their journey. This team deserves to be here. They deserve to contend with the top dogs, and I think that question has definitively been answered, and that is the most important part. We'll see it again. They're seated number one. In let's see if they go five zero this weekend. Yeah. Um, last topic before we move on to our part two is about a new rule that has graced us in the summer split um effectively called the rock bottom rule i guess is <laughs> the fact that if you win the second qualifier regardless of the number of points that you have 
um, you now enter as the number one seed for the promotion tournament. So that would kick out whoever's fourth place in points if you kind of weren't in there uh, and everybody else will kind of move down a, a tab. Uh, there, in my opinion, are four very definitive top teams in Mirage Alliance, Team Ambition, Winthrop, and Lit. Uh, but, Hawk, out of the teams that we have, and this could be our opportunity to highlight some teams that um, are new or are coming in from the OQs and will be competing this weekend in Swiss. Uh, who's one team that who's the be who's the team that has the best likelihood of utilizing this rule for success? I've been waiting for this question all night because the reason is both of us seeded one team higher than anybody else on the committee by quite a bit, dude. Aporia, they've got Rock Boom, they've got PCL, they've got an unproven mid jungle with a veteran support. What team does this sound like? It's Rock Bottom, baby. Look, whether or not they're as good as yeah. Rock Bottom, I don't give a shit. Because here's the thing nobody in the NACL qualifier really on paper contests with this top four. So any team that might be able to convince me that they can. I'm willing to subscribe to it. I think Aporia could step up. And and they would benefit from the win and in because they were a team. They had a decent performance in OQ number one. Uh, that You know, they, they were able to make the group stage and everything. But they didn't, They you know, they don't have enough points to just straight up make it, right? So they need to be able to upset somebody to get in. Aporia, if the, if you're not aware, flip their entire roster, just completely different. So it's they do just, not retain any of their points. It's just not the same, yeah. Um, and they now consist of, as you said, PCL. Excelsis, um, Zhao Danny in the mid lane, Rock Boom, and Clyde. So, unlike um, unlike Rock Bottom, where they had like a veteran uh, mid laner and a rook and a kind of a, new a newer support, uh, this team has a veteran support and a, a bit of a newer mid laner in Danny. So, um, I think that Rock Boom and PCL uh, were two of the three pieces that got this team really, really far. The other one, of course, is Music, who's in the NACL. Which is a big piece. It's worth Which saying. Which is a big piece. Because Music has played also exceptionally in the NACL. So. so my thing for Aporia is if they have an Excelsis and Danny moment where they are able to, you know, play well, if one of them is able to step up, this team could contend to top four. Because I think Rockboom can contest with the rest of the bot laners. PCL can contest with the rest of the top laners. Maybe not, like, the best in each of their roles, but close enough to make it competitive and i mean rockboom had that dog in him in like the clutch <laughs> moments and yes, so i just keep, i just still have that in my mind where i'm just looking i'm just continuing to expect good things out of this this pair and yeah i i we both seeded them six when they are actually the 11th seed so we clearly have high expectations for them uh other teams that you know could get thrown in here all I'll throw one out. I'll, I'll pour one out for the Cheese Chasers, uh, or the ex Cheese Chasers, as they're now known as Gentle Hearts Gaming. Uh, they swapped out Kryra for now King Clueless of UC San Diego, and they'll be running with Barrack. King Clueless, uh, in the mid lane, they have. Let me double check. They've their got Cinna now. Uh, uh, they have Cinna, yeah. yes, in the mid lane, and then it's Scooped and Sandwich in the bot lane. I think that it's maybe a slight down. I think Kryra actually played really well, but maybe just switching things up, as we said with Evil Geniuses, um, could, could work out. Yeah. So that that's my team. If you took if you took Aporia, I'll take that team. Look, I know I know you're a big uh scooped team truther as we have 
partially talked about it, of course. Uh, lots of and great Barrick players. and Sin are reunited. No, hey, no, no, no. I like that. That's genuinely like not shade. Like it's it's the scoop team, but they've got great soul laners. They've got great players around them, and I know you're a big truther of that. I, I'm willing to subscribe, like because they are a team. Again, like the question is who could benefit from the win, and you're in. Well, shit, these teams that like barely contested or not barely but they somewhat contested in oq number one and they really need to step it up now both uh in the case of um former cheese chasers now what gentle hearts was that was that the name gentle hearts gaming yeah gentle hearts name. gaming who i again i see the lower than grapes grapes is a big truther so you know on, in the comments you guys can talk about how grapes is 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 the wholesome one here uh like these teams, they need to win, basically, because they have to upset somebody to get in. No matter what, whether or not they get the win and you're in, they've got to upset somebody to be able to contend in championship points. So, Aporia or Gentle Hearts or or whoever. I mean, there, there's a bunch of teams out there. I, I feel like, Grapes, I'm, I speak for both of us, and I say I think our top four is we feel pretty strongly about them. That's not to say that a team could not rise up and take them down, and if they did, it would make the... Uh, the qualification point's very interesting. Yes. <laughs> I, I, can we shout out a couple more teams? Can we? Yeah, this is fun. Just yeah, yeah, go in for front it. Of me. Uh, CCG now yeah. have Detro in support, and they have a new jungler. As much he had to step down due to some uh, injury problems. We hope he gets better. But Hyper's coming in. Yeah. That guy was on Fly Fan. We talked a lot about Hyper, Hyper last year. We, we, we were big Hyper truthers on the show, and, and to talk about as well, you know, aside from that team, you've still got teams like, you know, coachify right which is what was formerly miracle the bunch of nacl players playing off roll team you know like <laughs> they they changed up one player they changed up their mid laner and so that is a little bit different now so that will be um pretty pretty interesting a they, they move roles jungle and city woody uh Eddie Carey, at least listed in our document. I'm sure they'll switch around, but no, yeah. So they so they roll swapped Rovex back to support, yeah. And then in mid lane now they have Toasty Alex, which yeah, hey, I'm a big Toasty fan, but Toasty, I Toasty's good. I don't know if I trust this team, uh, <laughs> for various reasons. I last team before we move on because we've been talking about uh, we've been on this headlines for a while. Uh, Cold Hearted, hear me yes. out. Yes, this team. Has a couple names you might not know super well. Who's this John the Man guy? Yozu. <laughs> they've got a, let's be honest, they've got a, quite a few names you might not know super well. However, yeah. they have Yukino. And if you remember Yukino from 100 Thieves, that man is a bit of a maniac. And they also have Dave Mon in the mid lane who uh, can, can play like some Pike, then also like has some Enchanters. If you look at the OPGGs of their bottom lane players, you see a lot of enchanters. You see karmas. You see sarakas, yumis. My 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 big brain theory here is you just they're just gonna stick Yukino on a big carry, master Yi, you know, <laughs> Rengar, something like that. All the shields in the world, just throw him onto him, and he's gonna carry the game for you. I I just love the way you phrase that because I've actually you know you said this in the committee chat but I'm like I love the idea of Yukino just like bronze lowing NACLQ <laughs> with like Master Yi it's yeah, so I mean, it's so fun because genuinely why, this, why so I hope, I hope everyone knows this team was so hard to rate because like Yukino truthers Dave Mon truthers like rise up 
But nobody knows who the fuck these other players are. You know what I mean? Like they they could be great. Like they they might be really. I've never seen them before. We don't know. So it it's so interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, uh, and 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 I think this just echoes our uh, general sentiment, Graves. So we're like the five through. I feel like ten maybe teams are spicy. And we don't really know what to expect from them, and we feel like our top four is very good. But our that 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 next tier of teams, like you, just never really know who's going to end up really performing. That's the interesting thing. Apart from the top four, zero rosters are remained exactly the same. Yeah, Apex lost Reach. Uh, Daption's gone from Miracle. Komodo actually just has a completely new roster. The only remaining it's, player is it's Doxa. It's not the same. Yeah, they have. Kitsuo in there as well, because why not? Um, Grandpa Gamers even. Clyde moved over to Laporta, so now they have Julian something in the bot support, which I don't think is going to make too big of a difference, but it, it is a difference. And yeah, so it's still it is, it's it is, not the same. So it is interesting to, to think that only the top four kept their full rosters, and so everyone else has some new version to try and attack them, try to break in. And I don't know if any of them necessarily upgraded enough to put them into like the favorites to do that, but who knows? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it. Look, we're hoping it's gonna be exciting, right? Last OQ, we had a top four. This OQ, we might have a top four, but we might not. And that's that's. You can that's catch the all the job. action this yeah. Saturday and Sunday, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but that's gonna do it for our headlines. When we come back on our part two, we've got a fun little experiment showing up what we really think about how some of our NACL teams have done this year. Over these last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of discussions about, you know, these NACL teams and how well they, they've been doing and how successful they've been. Uh, and, you know, at this point, we're about halfway through the split overall. We just finished the first OQ, which isn't necessarily the best indicator, but we're at the point where we can start to assess how well some of these teams have done compared to their expectations and what we think about their, their role and their state in the league. And so what we have done is set up a bit of a simple tier list. It's just, you know, it's one of these tier list episodes. We, It's really late at night. We had to come up with something. <laughs> but we want to, you know, analyze both not. how well we think that they've done compared to their expectations, not necessarily just in record, but also in, you know, other aspects. And also, you know, looking ahead to their next three games and what they would need to do to continue to make that, uh, you know, keep them on that right track. Look, Grapes, you say it's just another tier list episode, but this is, a, I, I feel like, a good chance to talk about where our expectations were for each of these teams coming into this yeah, play. Yeah. Not only that, uh, a, a big part of this tier list is going to be we're going to rank all the teams on the tier list and also throw in what do the teams need to do moving forward to maintain their current stature. And so it's going to be an interesting reflection on what's happened so far as well as what's going to happen next. So, hey, it may be just another tier list episode, but I, I, I feel like there's something to be said here. We've uh, randomized the teams. Uh, Hawk just kind of shuffled them around I, a little bit before we got I, started. I threw them into the bottom tier because, <laughs> so fun fact, you know, I had made an NACL tier list before the split started, and I couldn't get all the teams off the tier list. So uh, they're all in the bottom now, and I, I shuffled them up for everybody. So <laughs> yeah, That's fine. <laughs> that, a, little, a little trip behind the scenes for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty a pretty casual format. We're just going to be talking about these teams a little bit. We can start off with uh, FlyQuest, which is first off. They're currently tied for second with this guy's in wildcard, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, 18 and 12. And I think that this team, you know, is performing pretty similar to some people's expectations. I might have yeah. thought of them a little bit higher as maybe being somebody who could contend with TL at the top. Um, but they... 
you know, look good in some of their games and you know sometimes don't. So I, I don't know, Hawk, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I, I, I feel like to at least describe our tiers really quick, I feel like S is like this team has performed immaculately. Like their split has gone amazingly. A is their split has gone great. B is sort of like, yeah, they've gone fine. C, I would see as like extremely average. Like this team has been blah. And then D is like they performed below what we would expect. That is that is that where we're at on these tiers? And I feel like yeah. based on that, FlyQuest, I would have them pretty solidly B tier. I feel like this team has been pretty average, but at the same time, they still have shown those flashes of brilliance we were hoping to expect. I know we talked about the Spyrex situation earlier. Spyrex did at least get an LCS game. That's some attention. Look, FlyQuest is one of the teams that kept their NSL team. I feel like they get a little bit of brownie points from me. I don't know. I don't know where you're at on that, but I, I, I'm feeling a little bit of B tier for this. It feels like we've been seeing like these glimpses of FlyQuest for like the past year, where we're yeah. like, if they all are playing like the way we, that we, we were really play. buying some copium at the end of last split before playoffs. I know that. So they they played pretty well. They made it. They made it all the way up there. They had a top. They had like a top five yeah. or six run that, yeah. that series against Fear. Still lives in my memory but um yeah you know like the end of last year end of 2022 you saw Eugene and Spire actually really start to come together you're like okay if this team sticks around um they're gonna make waves and they struggle for a little bit they brought in Winsome and when Winsome first came in that gave the team a jolt Masu finally got over to LA it was like wow and they've been okay this split I think there are some games where um you know it doesn't seem like the team's always on the same page I think actually you know Spirex might be the one that I'm you know, pointing my eye, pointing my finger at the most in terms of like, hey, like I think you, I know you can play better than this. And so, um, yeah, I, I think overall team has been good, like it's been solid. And compared to our expectations, maybe a little bit lower because maybe I just personally had like really high ones. But uh, I, yeah. I think the the outlook on the players that they still have are great. I I meant I tweeted something out where I said. I think all five of their players, I would not be surprised to see all five of their players get promoted into the LCS for next year. Just that's how good I think they are. Five still coming in has looked look great. And so with that in, that in mind, I think like a B, maybe like a low A would make sense. I, I'm, I'm willing to put a B. I definitely don't think A, based on what you said. I feel like this team is not... We had high, ex high expectations for them, and I think that's worth considering. But the fact remains that this team has not... They've shown flashes of what we wanted but not right. entirely. And I think as far as for this team to keep their rating, for them to continue to be a B, I honestly, and maybe it's unfair to them, I need them to finish at least top four at the end of the split and to even move up at oh, all. Yeah. Like, if they're not top two, they're not getting into A tier. Like, I, I feel like FlyQuest, to really be considered that team that we expected, they've got to contest Team Liquid. Yeah, and, and I think that you know, it's not necessarily just about their record and just about their performance, but also the players that are at stake right, as well. And yeah. I think that, you know, they've developed solid prospects, and so that, that gives them a little bit of credit. Maybe when we talk about some of the other teams that are towards the top, we can get into that conversation a little bit more. But yeah, I, I like where FlyQuest has done this year, and I'm overall satisfied with them. Hopefully, those players get good opportunities moving forward. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like we, we can move on to the next team then, AoE. Yeah. Uh, Grapes, maybe I'll start us off with this one. AoE? I'll be the first to say, I didn't think this team would be amazing. I thought they'd be very solid, and so far they've been very solid. But with that being said, I'm actually willing to rate AoE maybe a little bit higher, just because I feel like this team also, 
they started a little bit slow into the split and they've been able to ramp up into it and really contend with some of our better teams. But I, I, I'm actually kind of curious to see where you would put this team. Compared to general expectations, and of course the rosters changed pretty significantly, but even from the start of the split, I guess I think A tier would make sense. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at. Maybe it's just my overall impression of some of the players there, but I thought this team would be, you know, my like sleeper pick as like a oh this is like you know this team is actually like low key fire like I'm excited to watch them and um, I think Will's been a big part of that. If Will, I think if Will is able to continue to improve on like his early game because when he plays like the mid to late game like he's actually probably one of the best junglers in the league uh just sometimes a little invisible at the beginning of the game uh yeah. dark wings has actually really stepped up stepped stepped it up uh from from last year where sometimes um he's actually just really 1v9 in games uh and, you know come you know, bringing breezy in i think is a really underrated move that this team made and so it feels like even though they're still like sixth place, they're still like in the middle of the pack to sort of sort of towards the bottom of the pack, which again is kind of where most people put them. I do feel like they've been better than that, and they've looked better than that, and their record over the last couple of days speaks for it. They're eight and four in their last in the second round robin. So. Yeah. No, I'm exactly with you. I feel like AOE was just a team that I felt very uninspired by. I thought they would be good. I didn't think they'd be very good or great and i think this team has actually been very good and i think the fact that they've ramped up into the split has shown me that this team still has something to offer and i i and again it's not that we think they're better than fly quest it's just that i think based on expectation i think aoe they've performed very well grapes at least recently maybe the recency bias kicking in but even the mo even the games they were losing i felt like Overall, there were good moments yeah. that we saw from them, and so it, I think it feels be... like they're finding their stride as a team that needed that that time a little bit. You know, like you said, Will finding his way in the early game, figuring out how to play with concept as well in the top lane, and Breezy, which is a big part, as you mentioned. Yeah, maybe took a little bit of time to get together, but looking good right now. Moving on to disguised, I don't know if this is a hot take. I, I would put them lower than FlyQuest here. I don't think it's a hot take at all because you know what? I've coped on this team so much this year. I said they would be the best and I've been waiting for the disguised breakout where they start winning all their games. And yet it just feels like they've fallen further and further behind uh, team liquid. And while team liquid is a high bar to hold a team to, to be honest, it's the bar that I would have held a team like disguised to grapes. Yeah, I mean the three three of the five players that won the split, right? And, yeah. Um, and it, and frank, and three of the five players with two of the prospects that I think we were very excited about in each of their roles. Yeah, and I think the you know coming together and even bringing on like two people that aren't as experienced as you know literally lost and diplex like <laughs> is gonna be a pretty big change for some of these veterans, and so they have to maybe take on a bit of a different role. Um, yeah, the the each of Young and Meech have each shown really good moments. Meech got a pentakill uh, against Fear on on Monday, but um, yeah, there have been moments where they haven't looked as good. Specifically, uh, I, again, like the Young not, not being Young's meta thing was something that we talked about with him last week, yep. but um, that definitely was a concern for for that team. And uh, when, we, when I talked to Fake God last week, he basically said, "Yeah, it feels like there's something new that we're dealing with every week." And that's not letting us get to the top. And I wish that we could beat these two, two these teams at the top a little bit more. And so, 
I don't know. I think I'm going to put this team at a C tier. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy because I was going to put the same team at a C tier as well. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like DSG hasn't lived up. And you know what? Uh, talking about looking to the future, I, I feel like we didn't talk about this with AOB. I feel like if AOE just continues their performance, they can definitely stay there. DSG, I think if they continue their performance, dare I say they would actually move lower. I think this team needs to perform, again, talking about FlyQuest, like top three minimum level for me to actually consider their split somewhat of a success. And I don't know if that's harsh to say or not, but just based on the names on this roster and, and the expectations I had, I'm not, you know, not to say that like, oh, it's all doomed and they don't have a future or anything, but I, I just would want to see more from this group of five. So they have Supernova, Wildcard, and Evil Geniuses to close out their split. And the playoffs. You, you, you need to win four. Uh, I think... Just to you know, in in my head, like that'll that'll help gain confidence for me within this squad. Yeah. Um, but I, again, it's not necessarily about like the regular season performance and everything. I just want to see this team like kind of play cohesively, like we saw them play in NACL last year with with Cloud yeah. Nine. And so we we um, don't want to see them flame out early in the bracket stage. It feels like that would be that would be tough. Yeah. Um, I I do think they are good at beating the teams that are worse than them. And so I will give them that. They haven't had too many oopsies recently. The only one that I'm seeing in the second round, Robin, is a 1-1 to AoE. And honestly, that could that's like a respectable 1-1 for AoE. Like, it's not really a knock on, on Disguise in any way. It's, it's the trouble with beating the teams that are better than them. And I think Wildcard and, and even Evil Geniuses, who's surging a little bit, uh, will be a good test for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Speaking of, talk about Wildcard a little bit. Dude, this team, can I just say they're solid B tier? This team makes no fucking sense. Like, <laughs> they're in like a, their own tier where it's just wild card tier. Can we make a wild, like, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a wild card tier. Hang on. Uh, is it above or below B tier? That's the real question. I think it's like between A and B. Okay. Isn't okay. That crazy? Add roll, abo roll above and then, and then watch this. Okay. This is going to be. The uh, wild, wild <laughs> tier, and I'm gonna make this like, uh, well, red's already taken. I'm gonna make this one red, and then this one can be like, this one can be blue, and <laughs> you're changing up the whole tier. Yeah, I'm changing up the whole tier list just to put wild card in this fuck. Because dude, this team makes no sense. Like they, I feel like they turbo into one game, and then they're the best team in the league the other, and they're so inconsistent, and yet they're in like third place. Like what the fuck is going on? To be fair. That was kind of like their thing last split that, as well. So. Okay, sure. But to be fair, they also finished like ninth place last split. So I don't know what's going on with them. And I feel like by this time last split, uh, to be a little bit serious, I feel like they started to – we started to get an idea of how this team was actually playing. I don't I don't think we've gotten that yet. The, the idea is let Kiel do whatever the fuck – let Kiel and Zamudo do whatever the fuck they want. That is the idea of this team. Yeah. Um, I and, guess. Hey, to be fair, they've been doing pretty damn good at it. Zamudo on the Rumble will die like six times a game, but he'll get like eight kills. He'll end every game like eight, six, and nine, which is really funny to me whenever I see that. It's cool. Like, just he'll, he'll like push, he'll just Dude, push up the wave. Just... Not, not ward at all. And he'll get ganked. He'll get one in did return. You, which, by the way, everyone that's watching this podcast, you need to know that there was a stat that Zamudo did not buy a single control ward in the first round, Robin. Yeah. Like, that's an important stat. Incredible. Yeah. 
Um, Very base top laner <laughs> gameplay right there, I think. Um, I do think Lens and Dombre have been great, uh, have been good. I think Lens is another player that I think could be promoted to LCS next year, and that might be a hot take, but I don't, I don't really know if it is. I think Lens is really, really good. Uh, and Dombre coming in is a bit of a fresh look for this team. They, again, have just like really weird games where they lose. And so, um, where they look really terrible and they just don't have an identity. And so, I guess looking forward, I want to see their their prospects do better. I want to see Zamudo play a little safer, but also keep up the aggression. I want to see Lens, you know, continue to do his thing, um, and form a game plan a little bit. You know, like like figure out what you want to do because if all these players play at their peak all the time, like they can contest for the top. I'm with you. I feel like. This is this might be a weird thing to say. I feel like Wildcard would never move down for me. <gasps> oh, excuse me. I have the hiccups. I feel like Wildcard would never move down for me because this team is so wild. But they they're also very entertaining to watch. They they are, but they also have their work cut out for them to move up, and I think that's the big story for them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm excited to. They're they're gonna have a crazy playoff series, like them against like disguised or I don't know, even them against like TL would be yeah. really fun. <laughs> it will. Uh, moving on supernova oh we got like the two bottom teams here so this will be an interesting conversation i think supernova get like a b tier i don't know what do you think i honestly this might be a hot take well no i okay actually i'm fine with supernova b tier okay so there, there's there's a couple different ways that we can approach yeah this there, there is a couple ways because <laughs> i i think like there's the way of approaching this where it's like we thought supernova would go like one and 17 and or sorry, how many games? That's that's thirty six. They're like two and thirty four, basically. Two and thirty four, one and seventeen. Oh, that's LCS record. Mm -hmm. Two and thirty four. This te team. Oh god, my hiccups are really hit me. I apologize, but um, <laughs> we thought this team would be really bad. Uh, bad. With that being said, they're still a tenth place team, even though they've I feel like outperformed expectations. So maybe B tier is is fine to put them in. I think let's not get messy. Let's talk about just the roster that they put out and what our expectations were for these players and for this this team and this roster. Um, compared to yeah, I think a lot of the expectation like we were kind of running around CLOL and Rob even we we're talking to Rob Bob a little bit. He's like, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do so well, but it'll be fun. We'll be playing on ACL. It's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're they're splitting series. People, they're winning a couple games. That's more than the last place team did last split. That's all yeah. I will say. Yeah. So. For they them, have maintained a level of competition in the Challenger League. Honestly, League. like, I think maybe we'll, we'll put them at B tier for. I now. feel like I feel like B is. Can we put them above Supernova? Uh, FlyQuest above FlyQuest. I think they've performed above expectations. Yes. higher than FlyQuest has. Like, um, Supernova. Honestly, no, 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 no. We should put them in A tier because they have performed higher than my expectations. I yeah. thought that they would pretty much not have like there's a chance that they make the playoffs if they play well. And I think a large part of that is actually the top side of the map. Quacker and Music have been playing very well the entire split. I think their bot lane definitely is their weakness right now. Um but if you can get Quacker fed, you have a good chance to win again. And M Music has done a good job at doing that. Yeah. No, I I'm willing to see this as well because I feel like Supernova I, I, I've just got to be honest. I really did not have expectations for this team. So I'm glad to see them playing at this level. And and the, I think the segues into TFT as, w as well. Because I thought TFT was would also be a little bit non-competitive. But Graves, I'm actually willing to put them more in the realm of like... They've performed a bit more of expectation 
uh, expectations for me at least where I think they've been competitive against some of our lower tier teams and they've shockingly been competitive against a couple of our high tier teams, but they've generally been a step behind. That's interesting. Do you, uh, you, you might, I feel like people generally thought this team was not going to be very good. I guess like ninth place is where people would power rank team fish taco. But, but here's, here, here's the way I see it, at least. You thought, you know, Team Fish Taco would be better than Supernova, right? Yeah, Thing probably. Most they people have... would agree with that. And I I guess I feel like I don't see the gap between my perceived ninth place of Team Fish Taco as being bigger than my perceived 10th place of Supernova. Does that make sense? Yeah, the the wild card in the middle is throwing me off a little bit, but it's just one tier apart, so I, I get it. I do. Think <laughs> yeah, that right, right. Like what? What? The, like you got to remember, the wild card tier is not real. Like it's just. I, I put them ahead of. I put them ahead of FlyQuest. Okay. Because I I'm, think that, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, pieces like NXI have actually, you know, been impressive. More, more impressive than I thought they were gonna be. In which I thought NXI was not gonna have a good split. But when he's on Rel and Rakan, he looks really good. And so I, I will give him credit for that. Lunasia has kept up his form for the most part. Not as many solo kills, but just playing pretty well overall. And, um, you know, Roastar and Spawn are kind of doing their thing. And Onat in the mid lane, of course, is, is pretty cool as well. So I think they're, honest, like, compared to my expectations, this team is, is more competitive than I thought they were going to be against some of the top teams. They, they are. They are more competitive against some of the top teams. And I think for them to maintain this rank... I think Team Fish Taco for me is a team that actually has a lot of potential to rise in this tier list if they're able to find some upsets in the playoffs. I just... They got to make the playoffs first. Right. And, and that's the whole problem is I think regardless of all the good things that these the team has showed me, I'm willing to give Supernova some benefit of the doubt because, again, I'll, I'll be honest, I just did not ha have much expectation. I think for TFT, they, sh they have shown these flashes of brilliance that I'm afraid they can't reach consistently enough to be successful. And and does that make sense? Yeah, my, my goal is for Supernova or to, to continue to impress me is to, you know, have two players, Quacker Music, that can continue yeah. to progress in this path to pro with a lot of success and, and like, prove... let I'll Give them the opportunity to prove that they deserve to be at this level and, and, forward and beyond. And also don't get relegated because I think that that is probably what you're looking at right now if you're Supernova, unfortunately. You have a tough schedule ahead of you. Yeah. It's just tough. But should we, should we move on to Team Team Liquid? We, uh, we our, talk. We can... our first place team? Yeah. Because, Grapes, I've got to be honest with you. This might this might sound crazy. I don't, I don't know if we have enough room on our tier list for this team. <laughs> we could just stick them in S tier. I mean, I mean, compared to our expectations, which like, was... But like I could I could stick a make... row I could stick a row above that's like the the super tier. Because okay. can I can I yeah. can I come to bat for this team real quick? Look, go, go not to it. be a shill for the first the the first place team. Like obviously they're playing the best out of anybody, but let's let's take a step back. When we look at the beginning sorry to scroll all over the place for everyone. When we look at the beginning of this season, Grapes and I were having a legitimate conversation of whether or not Disguised was the favorite to win the entire split, not Team Liquid. And Grapes said, hey, maybe Team Liquid can could contend with this team. And since that time, Team Liquid, I th think, I mean, not I think, it's just a fact. They have been by far the best team 
in the Challengers League. They have taken out basically everybody in, in dominating fashion. Not only that, they've promoted a player to the LCS. APA has performed brilliantly. And not only that as well, and I think there's value in both promoting APA, but Harry has been able to come back to the Challengers League and have a home and not just sit on a, a bench. So for both APA and Harry to not just sit on a bench, but to both find their own success, I think Team Liquid is f- far and away surpassed the expectation of what a Challengers League team should be. So maybe I'm a little biased. I don't know. But I actually believe they deserve this like special distinction of mega S plus tier. I think this team has been a smashing success so far. This is the system that I wish that we had across the league. Yeah. You know, I think that um, there were some concerns when all this drama happened. Steve had like a, a, a really like murky video where he was like, we're going to keep our challengers team, but like we don't really want to. And it was like, oh man, Steve, like, are you going to just like not care? But Team Liquid have actually like really, I've, I've really enjoyed watching what Team Liquid have done this, this split. They, you know, have kept their same challengers team all throughout. And, you know, Harry of course uh hope that he uh, can get back to what we knew he was going to be capable of um after the end of last year but um now having the opportunity to come back to the NACL and shine and getting that that chance and that space is is great the the environment seems amazing they're all still in 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 the facility together they're practicing every day um it just seems like they are doing awesome stuff and Honestly, compared to my expectations, I wasn't sure what you know the the future was going to be, even for these LCS Challengers teams that um, were not that were sticking around. But hey, TL have, have kind of kept it up, and they were one of the premier developmental organizations for the past couple years, and so they have they have you know continued to impress me. So I, I'm a big fan. And, and, and the only reason I want to give them this distinction, and, and you know, again. Like, it's, it's a little bit of a meme, but I just feel like this team, you know, when, when we talk about all the other teams, it's like, how has their season gone so far? Where can it go? I feel like, honestly, at this point, I'm willing to say that I think Team Liquid's Challengers team has been a success so far this split. And I think they're on track if they win the whole thing. It will just be a proven fact that Team Liquid develops talent like no other team. And I, 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 I feel like that that speaks for something. And hey, maybe you know, maybe it's because they're first right now. But this team has been crazy. So that is awesome. They're gonna come back, and if all holds according to plan, just win their third title in four splits, and that's great. That's really, really impressive to see. Shout out to Spawn and everyone working at. at and which, by the way, that 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 one split where they didn't win the title, they weren't even expected to make uh top three, and they did. So you know, there's that too. <laughs> Um, we got three teams left. We can go through them now. Maryville University. Uh, you know, the f- the first round robin, I think, have we, they exceeded my expectations. But at this point, maybe maybe not as much. I feel like this team is so solidly B-tier. D- like, their record. Like, it's so weird. Okay, Maryville's a weird team. Because they've gone, as we discussed earlier, like this. They've had this weird roller coaster arc. However... This team has, I feel like at the end of the day, performed to expectations in the sense that we expected them to be bottom middle tier. Like, is that, is that a weird, like, take? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, that... I, I feel like I'm not disappointed by their performance. I'm just not satisfied by it either. I think Maryville's an interesting case where them just like making it here as a, at all is an accomplishment within itself. And so in that case, like, like I don't know, the results don't really matter as long as you're able to continue to develop talent and help the collegiate sphere as well as the, the NACL sphere in your own way. Um, I think Odd Orange getting an opportunity to play at this level has been awesome to see because I yeah. think he's a really good player. Um, I, I'm I'm glad that players like Scary Jerry and Zyka are getting uh, are getting a chance to compete at this place because I know that means a lot to them. Yeah, and they're making the most out of it, I'm sure. And that, that that's about it. I'm I think I'm happy with how they've been doing things, and it's it's honestly because I expect a lot out of them. No, I'm with you. As I, an organization, I I feel like Maryville is just an organization that I think naturally high expectations will be had for them. But at the end of the day, when you look at the Challengers League, they're still the fir- first team of their kind to make it, the first collegiate team. And I, I, I think it's fair to say that they have been okay. And, and I think fine. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay to be okay in the case of this team. And, and maybe may, maybe that's um, maybe that's fair. And but in terms of looking ahead, it's just kind of keep doing what you're doing. I don't know. Keep keep doing. Like, I, I think for Maryville, the only way they move down, obviously, if they miss playoffs. I will say, I think Maryville missing playoffs would be a disappointment for me. For as as unique as their situation is, I just feel like this group of five should be good enough to make playoffs. That's fair. I guess, like, organizationally, just don't get relegated. Yes, me. just don't get relegated, just please. keep this opportunity available for, for the players, I think. Is the yeah. Thing. Whereas I, I guess I want to circle back to Team Liquid because we d- didn't talk about this. I feel like this team, as long as they finish top two or three, I would already be satisfied by their split. Yeah, so, same. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make make sure we touched all of our bases for what we were we were setting up for ourselves. So. All right. All Evil right. Geniuses is in a weird spot for me. Can we because... put them in the wild tier? Is that illegal or like is that fair? I think we need to see a little bit more. Like if they. Do if they like win more if they like win a lot Wait, of games. Wait, hang on, I week, got one. I got, I got this. It's like changes to like question, a bunch of questions. I, it's, it's literally. <laughs> I was just gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a tier list anymore. We're just like we're we're we're, we're just it's, we're just talking about each team. We're just talking about each team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at that. Yeah, you, it's the EG. It's the EG question mark tier. Yeah, I, I guess we don't need to get too hard, too much into the weeds with EG because we talked about them a lot in the part one. But like, what what do you want from them in order to? I I, want, I just want these players to to play the level that we think and know that they and see, have seen them all together play. It's like that's what all do, I want. What do I all want from do EG? I want them to look like a team that can contend for top four. What do I expect from EG? Like, I want them to not get relegated, bro. Like, I it's so like the. I feel like I have so much dissonance when when it comes to this team. And that's and why I feel like it deserves its own tier. This is the first week in a while where I was like, oh, I forgot that, like, EG's, like, Challenger's roster is is supposed to, like, be very yeah. good. Yeah. And, and I'm – if they can keep this level of play up, I would be satisfied because, you know, I'm glad that they were able to pull together, fight through this adversity, um, and, and make it to the top. And, you know, that's that. Yeah. That's that. All right. Okay, where does EG need to end up? Let's talk about that. How do they go downwards, and how do they go upwards? Well, if they go downwards by, like, 
immediately reverting back and like just this one week being a oh six weekend next week into like oh two oh two playoffs yeah that would be that would be or missing playoffs that would be if they look okay if eg misses playoffs by the way they're in the basement like can we agree with that yeah but they they it's like knock on wood like they won't yeah we hope (laughs) we hope uh yeah last team cincinnati fear I have them probably with this guys. I have with them. Yeah, I was, I was with uh, you on no, that. But, but the thing is, though, you think about it, and Faisal was a really big part of why that team was doing good, and Philip is just like a very different player in terms of like what they do, and so it it just changes the identity of this team a lot. I think Shochi individually is like really playing like way better than he was even last split, and where he was playing amazing. Perry as well. And and I think you know the bot lane ha- being a different combo has affected them a little bit, and the the biggest thing again I'm kind of just stealing all of Cubby's talking points here because I was on the show with him last <laughs> week. He said that every week it seems like Fear have like a different identity and, and what they want to do and how they want to play the game, and I kind of agree. Uh, where last split it kind of seemed like they were very uniform in their ideas. That's, with this new yeah. roster, it doesn't really seem like that as much. And so I don't know if we want to like I don't I think my expectations of fear were lower than they were last split with this with these roster changes, but I don't know if that's I don't know if it's fair to put them in the lower in the lower tier because of that or not. And the problem is, first of all, I actually really like that point that you paraphrased from Cubby that there. I, stole I think yeah, that, that. that's a good point. Uh, um because that's actually I think that summarizes really how I feel with this team is and, and, and as far as expectations, I'm with you. I think I had lower expectations. They already had finished, I think, way above the expectations of most people throughout last split. And then they, we talked about it on the show, we felt like they downgraded a bit. The problem is, for me with this team, is even though they downgraded a bit, I just feel like we wanted more. We wanted to see that, that growth into this split. And I just don't know if we've seen tremendous growth i don't think they've been bad by any means i don't think they haven't grown the problem is i think fear has remained a a very stagnant eh they've they've been mid and that's not flame in any way i just think i don't know i think we were hoping for more from this team despite the changes that they've had Especially when, I mean, looking at our tier list, we've not been convinced by quite a few of the other teams that they're within the standings. Yeah, I, I know Minui is going to be the first one to admit that he hasn't been playing as well as he did last split. Um, maybe that maybe the support change uh, affected that in a way, but I hope that he's able to turn it around a little yeah. bit. Um, because we saw, after doubting this guy for so long, we saw how great he was able to play with a team that like functioned really properly around him. Um, my ask for, for, I guess, this team now is, you know, make sure that kind of similar case to, to, um, what was a similar case to, uh, what was with the team to like a wild card where you're just allowing the, the pieces around the, the, the pieces that have a chance of, of continuing to progress, like the chance to do that. Uh, in that case, I think it's definitely spy, uh, Shochi and Perry because yeah. they have continued to play really well. And, uh, you know, find an identity once again. I feel like that's the case for a lot of these teams. Right, just, like, you know, re refine that, that fire that you had. You play AoE, Maryville, and 
uh, wild card this week. So it's, it's a pretty like middle middling. It's a winnable. Week. It's a winnable. It's a winnable final week. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a world where you can go four and two and feel good about it. So there's just been the, there's been this dialogue that fear are just the gatekeepers of the NACL because they just lose to all the top. They lose to the big four and they beat everyone underneath them. Yeah. And they are fifteen and fifteen with six games left to go, which I think is really funny. Yeah. I feel like that sums it up very well. You know, I, I feel like this was a bit of a part two where we, we sort of meandered our way through it, but I think it's a good way to talk about where all the teams are at and as well as our expectations for them moving forward because I think it's one thing to compare expectations to where we had them at the beginning of the split, but being able to reflect in the middle, it's both where they've come and where they yet still have to go. And in this 10-team NACL, naturally the competition is more stiff, but it's... It's at the same time, you know, com- like it, it, it's just it's been an interesting split, and 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 seeing these teams come together has been interesting. I think. Are we gonna do a bracket episode next week? What, what's the plan? We're gonna. We're gonna I I feel like I feel like we got a bracket episode on the docket. Either that or like you know, it, we can talk to somebody cool, like you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good primer for that. For yeah, that next exactly. Practice. We we're getting all of our expectations here out now, so you can flame us on Twitter when things may or may not happen. Because guess what? You should follow us on all of our social media at Salty Runback Pod uh, on all platforms: <laughs> Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. We release our episodes generally weekly on Wednesdays, even though this one's coming out on a Friday. Um, and Salty Runback Pod at gmail.com. Grapes, maybe the people should uh, subscribe to LCS Challengers and Path to LCS, and they should follow Rally Cry Official and Rally Cry 2. I thought you were going to say subscribe to our YouTube channel. We we have like oh, and stuff. they should subscribe to our YouTube channel <laughs> as well. What what are we at right now? We're almost, I believe, we at fifty six. We have fifty six. Look at that. We are forty four away from from. You know, being at 100, so you guys should subscribe. Our last episode did really well, and, and we hope you all enjoy the content. I think more than anything, it's valuable to continue creating discourse around this scene, but who knows? Maybe, Graves, I don't know. Do you think the people believe that Team Liquid deserves to be S with quadruple plus tier? Maybe they should take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. Is that how we're ending the episode? Maybe they should take Cincinnati Fear being C tier with a grain of salt. I don't know. I, I, is that it? Uh, is there is there anything else that needs to be said? I don't think so. I thought you were wrapping that episode. Uh, okay, 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 okay. I sw- <laughs> you, you you seem to second guess me. F- follow us all of our social media uh, and and have a great night. I've been Hawk. That's been Graves. See y'all next time.